Hey to all my Florida Live music fans, make sure to head to Ocala on June 25th where I'll be playing a free hour-long outdoor concert opening for Thomas McCleary from the world-famous Commodores. This event is the grand finale of the Levitt Amp Ocala Music Series, and it'll take place at Webb Field at the Martin Luther King Jr. Recreation Complex located at 1510 Northwest 4th Street. All kicks off at 7 p.m. Hope to see you there. Hey, I'm Solomon J, and welcome to Beyond Mediocre, where I get to sit and talk with creative professionals about what they are doing to push beyond mediocre. Uh, before we get into it, please hit the subscribe button to show support for shows like these and or the notification bell to stay updated on new episodes, so on and so forth. Now, I have with me here today a good friend of mine, vocalist and supremo guitarist, no. Eric Wayne. Well, I, uh, I got to start right off the bat and saying I thought the show was called Mediocre, and that's why I came. <laughs> so just beyond mediocre, I... See you guys! <laughs> <laughs> no. And Modesto. So, anyways, good to see yeah, you, man. Good to see you too, it's been man. A long time. Yes. Haven't seen him in years. Yeah. It's been years. Things have happened. Life things have happened for Life both of us. Things. Yes. But there's still love in the room, love so in the much house. Love. And we're here to spread some love for y'all. It's like some tangible love. love. Tangible cut, love. Cut, cut, cut a piece of there's love. love? Okay. <laughs> and I met your beautiful, lovely wife, Sarah. She's fantastic. She's, She's amazing. Fantastic. She's a really cool girl. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed the beauty. It's you're, <laughs> you're, you're living a life in full. You were a man. As Tom Wolfe would say, you were a man in full. <laughs> so, um, first off, yeah. how did you get into music? Honestly, I don't know. Wow. That's story. a good question. So, I, <clears throat> I grew up in a completely non-musical family. Uh, well, my grandmother sang the church choir, and, and she... Um, but my dad was a pilot, and he was just a music fan. Being a pilot, I'd love to do it, I just threw that out there. But <laughs> I, I grew up in a household where, like, the Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin, uh, Skinner, Kiss, Van Halen, like, this was the soundtrack to my youth. And really, like, my dad would put these headphones on, and he'd play a little Walkman, and he'd walk around the house, he'd be painting or doing whatever, and singing at the top of his lungs ha. for whatever, you know. That's good, Dad. I, but I think what really struck a nerve with me is I remember seeing uh, the cover of Kiss's Dynasty, uh, their 1979 album, and it just had the four faces and thinking like, this is like terrifying and scary and cool and subversive all at the same time. And to a young kid, it just, you know, it checked all the boxes of, oh, I, I want whatever this is. <laughs> I, I, don't think I, I don't think I quite grasped it yet, but I, I want to do that. So, yeah. so that was the gateway, and for me, I was, I kind of dabble. I, I actually play in a Kiss tribute band now, which has come full circle, but I, I dabble a little <laughs> bit in uh, in everything. So I started with drums was the first instrument that I played. Oh, I, I played drums. Play yes. I was a drummer. I got my first drum set in seventh grade because I wanted to be a Peter <laughs> Chris. And uh, played in bands, and then about a year later, I noticed that I had like an aptitude for singing accidentally. So then I stepped out from behind the drums. Again, this is like eighth grade. This isn't like I'm still very, very young. Yeah. And just started singing in bands. So it's always been. Uh, I love all kinds of music, uh, but rock and roll was always kind of like the anchor and the foundation. To yeah. Me. I've done that. That's cool, man. How about you? How about you? 
it, I imagine it's a much it's a much different thing when both of your parents, you know, are really good singers at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it it was it was weird. There was this a little bit of expectation that I would and should sing when I was little. Yeah. And I think that kind of made me rebel against it even more a bit. So and, what, did your so you know, one of the things I love about I mean you've got one of my all time top five favorite voices of anybody I've ah, worked with. Thank you. Um, man. But I think one of the things that's also set you apart as an exceptional talent is your dancing. So what? I feel like I'm interviewing you. I'm interview Solomon on his own Yo, podcast. Switch a room. So uh, what got you into that? What was your? That was um, that was more me first, um, and obviously not not so much like ballet, jazz, all that kind of stuff. Like when I was really little, I my parents put me in tap for a bit, mm-hmm. and I was doing a lot of tap dancing early on. And then I stopped that for a good long while, but slowly got more and more into martial arts. And so interestingly, these two stories go hand in hand. And I was, I mean, I was still off and on doing lots of deeper martial arts stuff until I was in my 20s. But that, uh, getting more into that kind of stuff in junior high uh, led me to meet a good friend of mine named Corey in Houston. And we ended up uh, joining and forming a breakdance crew together because even to this day a lot of breakdancers they're like former or current martial artists and gymnasts it's like gymnasts and martial arts guys who also like dancing with the exception of like some of the more pop locky kind of guys but outside of that it's it's usually a combination of the two I would like to recommend a name change to the podcast (laughs) podcast to electric boogaloo I haven't watched that movie in years. Sarah, I'm a force to make you watch the yep. movies. Sorry. Sorry. But, um, but yeah, he was the one who got me into a, I was in high school, and we needed fine arts credits to graduate. Right. And we had been doing our breakdance thing and all that. And I was going to take drawing for an easy A and so I could have my fine arts credit knocked out. And he was like, no, we should sign up and take choir. Apparently, he doesn't even remember this happening. Yeah. He has no memory of this happening. That's awesome. But he was like, no, we should take choir. It'll be an easier A because you don't have to be good. You know, like, you don't <laughs> right. have to be good at all. Just show up and or do really it. show improvement. Right. Just show up and do it. They can't make you sound better. I was like, that's wrong. Oh, okay, good point. And so like, we joined. It was nice and easy. I was like, well, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and join choir. And, man, I hated it at first. And I was, do, with, along with the breakdancing and stuff, I was on the football team. Yeah. And come to find out that the choir hours conflicted with football practice. And my mom would not let me quit choir for football. And I was living. So I was so, so mad. But little by little, the choir thing won out. And, you know, here I am years later. Only one who didn't end up going into the military. All the rest Thank of my friends you, mom. did. Thank you, Mom, for not letting him play choir. Because <laughs> I probably would have never run into you. Well, and that was probably the smallest thing in the state of Texas, so yeah. I would have been crushed into little pieces. Going back to so the music thing was that I, you know, I, I got bit by the music bug. I sang, and I, I, I jumped around from drums to singer to bass guitars for a while. But I was, I was knee-deep in the high school musicals and the choir, and I, I had this... I went and I studied opera because I, I liked the teacher at the university where I went. And, uh, um, but I knew, I, I mean, and I loved opera. That's the thing, like I loved it all. Like I did, I love jazz and I love gospel and I love opera and I love rock and roll and I love some metal and I love acapella, obviously. Like, like 
I found I find value in all of it that's good, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think all of it has, in some form or another, informed either the way that I sing, perform, write, or arrange music. That I knew even then, like, doing the opera stuff, that, like, this isn't, I don't want a career with this. Yeah. But I can take what I can learn and build a technical foundation that might, you know, inform the way I do what I do. So, that... I remember when I, I was a public school teacher for 11 years and I taught middle school choir. And you came and sang at my that. very last concert that I ever did. Yeah. And that was the last one, May 2013. And then I jumped back into full-time God, music. Flies. But, <laughs> yeah, I've known you for about 10 years now. Mostly. Yeah. But, um, but I remember, like, I remember at the time, uh, I was married at the time and, and my, my ex-wife was into, she was a great stilt walker and she, when I left teaching, it was just like all the pieces fell into place for me to walk out of a full-time teaching job into a full-time self-employed music job, but making more money than I ever did teach immediately. And it was a God thing, for sure. But it was also like, I remember she looked at me and she's like, it's so easy for you. I'm like, I'm like honey, it, it wasn't easy for me. I've been yeah. I've been performing in this town for 17 years. Yeah. And just now, aside from the days when I was at Disney and that was a safe place because that was a full-time job, but you know, I've taught for 11 years. Like now I'm yeah. able to be self-employed because I planted the seeds and I, you know, I'm reaping the harvest of relationships that I've built because really success in this industry in this town it's it's the cliche find the right people. Opportunity meeting preparation and it's who you know it's who you know yeah and, and there are uh, you know there are a lot of people with way more talent than I possess on anything that I do but if you show up to be the, you know and you're the an easy guy to work with and you've got the right amount of talent you've got the right attitude you, you don't have to be the best at anything you just have to be good yeah. And you have work to be a critic and work as a huge long, yeah. long way. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it in terms of that. It is the creative music business. Right. It is it, the more you can find those ways to meet it in the middle, it just it benefits you. And then instead of it just seeming totally like the Wild West, yeah. is this thing that's building. You're you're right. building a foundation and that foundation sometimes is no more than your name or your right. character or your work ethic. And you so, okay, okay, shifting gears. Shifting gears. Um more towards the present time. Present time. Um, how have you <clears throat> stayed creative, stayed productive in the midst of the struggle to get yourself to do anything more than put clothes on when yeah. you get up in yeah. the Well I I think I I think if if I'm completely um, truthful I just kind of let it, I let 2020 happen to me without too much resistance on my part. And by that I mean, okay, we're shutting everything down? Okay. What am I going to do? You know, yeah. and, and, and I, I, I had just gotten off of a couple extensive travel gigs. Um, so it was actually, it was actually nice to be forced to just stop. Yeah. It was nice to be forced to stop. And then I realized, well, man, now my bills are piling up. And I, I did, I applied for un, unemployment insurance. I applied for some grants and, and I, I was fine. But then I realized that I just miss playing music for people. 
I did a few of those Zoom shows of public stuff, private stuff, and then behind the scenes, I just, as soon as there was an inkling of uh, people wanting to test the waters, I remember the first real public gig I did um, was for a timeshare with a, a power rock trio that I, I play in on the 4th of July. Um, which was only, I mean, that's three months into this thing, you know, yeah. four months into this thing. And it was the only, and the price was way lower than I would have normally accepted it, but I jumped on it. Yeah. To encourage them to bring this back. Yeah, try to meet them. Yeah. Meet, meet them, them where they are, right. meet them in the middle. And, and, and yeah. understanding, too, that there there is a time, I do foresee a time when we, my goal is to push it back to where it was and yeah. and help in, in any way that I can. But so I would, you know, start working at some of the places that I worked at before, just trying to trying to encourage and breathe life back into this thing that we love so much. But yeah. I mean, aside from that, I also have the reality of I need to pay my bills and support, you know. The people that I love and the extent that I can or that I the responsibilities that I had so I I transitioned through four different careers in that short amount of time and, yeah you know I sat on shore and yeah. occasionally but I'm, I'm hoping to get back to the place where you know music is my income again completely so yeah how about you I've been forcing myself like this past weekend I'm like okay this is my couple of hours where I have a couple of songs in my head. Yeah. I've tracked a couple of things as voice memos in the phone. I gotta pull out the journal, write this stuff out, right. do a couple of quick rough draft recordings, and then I'll tackle the next phase in a couple of days, like doing that kind of little yeah. thing here and Absolutely. there. And then, of course, this. It, this, I, I'm finding it fulfilling because everybody's got stories. Like there's so many yeah. things that we as an entertainment community don't all know about each other. Yeah. And that the people that we play for, and people who support us, friends, family, students, also don't know about us right. in general. And it's, it's kind of, for me, it's a very humanizing thing. Because I feel like with this, um, this whole how things have happened with social media and things have exploded and exploded and exploded which I won't get into because I mean the ways in which that has happened should be pretty apparent and obvious to everyone I feel like we forget the fact that we are human beings mm -hmm. and some of us incidentally are creative human beings and have chosen to pursue that creativity as our income and so on and so forth and it's important for people to remember that right. you know sure. people people are never just a noun pluralized right. in a book somewhere. They're it's actual flesh easy, and blood yeah, beings. It's not easy to... And, and two, with this year, I think the thing that, if you can look at just everything that's happened, and, and not to get dark, but like depression rates this past year and mm. suicide rates, and I was telling you, Saul and I were talking that my sister lost her battle to addiction a year ago this month at 36 years old and like the one thing that this even more than the creativity because I can I can do that anywhere anytime but I think the one thing that this this year has really robbed us from is the most important thing it's relationship mm -hmm. and I, I think probably subconsciously whether you realize it or not I think one of the things this is probably really meaningful to you 
is that you get to be with your people and like you get to be and have those conversations for the past 12 months that we haven't been able to have. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. that's, that for me is, because I, you know, I locked in hard with, um, I locked, I locked in hard with my girlfriend and for months we were the, really the only physical contact that we had with, with each other, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it's a miracle that we didn't, that we get along so well we didn't kill each other <laughs> yeah go ahead and say it no it's, it's just true and I, I neither of us beat the other one over no, the head no it's great like no major fights like it's pretty it's pretty chill oh. pretty agreeable it's great but yeah but that's but yeah it just but to be out and and these things give me hope and to sit here in your house gives me hope because I feel like oh it's it feels like my life <laughs> yeah. did on March 7th 2020. Yeah. And not. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, thank you, man. Let's this get into some music. Let's do it. Homework. Look this on. I have to look that up.
for hanging out with us today if you want to hear more stories like these please hit subscribe to stay in the loop and click the notification bell to stay updated on new episodes make sure to check out eric at wingnut0731 on instagram w-i-n-g-n-u-t-0731 hey friends and more friends if you want to hear more information or see more details about the artists we have on the show Make sure to visit beyondmediocre.buzzsprout.com and you can also check out the video versions which always have more details available on YouTube. If you want to hear more of my stuff, just type my name Solomon J into your favorite music listening application or visit www.solomonj.com.